0: In this episode all things in VAA, a volleyball star and story time. From the Heart of Paradise, I'm Matt
1: and I'm Sarah
0: and this is PV Beat. Joining us as always Kara, producer in the studio keeping us on time.
1: Hi Kara. Yes. Hi. Uh,
0: So uh, we got a lot to get into today. Do you just want to jump right into the podcast?
1: Yeah, because I think we have some good guests and I want to have time for them. But first, we have to do our ads. Um, Okay. Up first, we have Donuts with the District. This is an opportunity for parents, guardians, and community members to meet with Superintendent Dr. Bales, cabinet members, and board members in an informal setting throughout the PB School District. Join this casual meet and greet setting for the first meeting on September 28th at Skycrossing Elementary School.
0: DAPS, one of the really cool programs at Shadow Mountain High School, uh, their information night is coming up soon. Visit Shadow Mountain High School on September 27th at 6.30 p.m. and learn more about the program there. Meet the instructors and how students get involved. DAPS is pretty cool. We had them on the podcast last school year.
2: Yeah. For the latest school bond information, visit pbschools.net bond and learn more about the upcoming town hall meetings that will provide information and questions related to the bond election taking place in November.
0: Uh, the fourth one is me looking for a different option after graduation. College and career fairs are coming up. Meet the different colleges, career and technical schools and military and find the right path for you or your student. Your uh, college and career information can be found at the district website pbschools.net.
1: Okay, so up first today, we have a very special guest. We have Leanne Slater, the NVAA coordinator and a dance teacher over at Shadow Mountain High School. Hi, Leanne, welcome. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for being on the podcast and talking about NVAA. This is a school within a school here in PV schools. Uh, School a lot in that sentence, but uh, this is a pretty cool program.
1: Yeah, so real quick, it stands for the North Valley Arts Academy. And you guys, your motto is Explore, Create, Shine. And it's a competitive and comprehensive arts education program, grades K-12. Can you tell us a little bit more about the program? Sure. Well, first,
2: we're offered at Desert Cove Elementary School, Shea Middle School, and Shadow Mountain High School. Our faculty is composed of award-winning teachers and professional artists. We do offer four disciplines of study, dance, theater including performance and technical theater, visual art, and music technology.
1: It's pretty impressive.
0: And many of the students that partake in the opportunities at NVAA are outside of PV School's boundaries, so they find their way to NVAA at Shadow Mountain through open enrollment.
2: That's right. There's multiple entry points to NVAA. A student can start in K-6 through at Desert Cove, or maybe they want to come over for middle school at Shea Middle School, or even wrap up their studies at a whole different district and join us at Shadow Mountain.
1: Okay, and so what I'm impressed about with this is it is very comprehensive. Again, you have the kind of the four tracks that you guys offer these four disciplines. Is this something that students need to audition for, or can they just register within the district to join NVAA?
2: So it's pretty easy. You can come on in for a tour. If you'd like to schedule a tour, you can do that on the PV School's website. Um, We highly recommend coming in and taking a look and talking with the teachers to find out more and to see if our program is what you're looking for. And then from there, you just communicate with the school and you're able to register for our courses.
0: Let's talk about the student experience throughout NVAA, more specifically those capstone projects and the Arizona State Seal of the Arts Proficiency. Can you tell a little bit uh, what are those things for families out there that maybe aren't familiar?
2: Yes. Um, So when the NVAA student becomes a senior at Shadow Mountain, we offer a rigorous senior capstone class called the NVAA Exit Portfolio. It's here that the student is able to identify what their passion project is. They get to create and implement a project which satisfies the requirements to receive a beautiful seal on their diploma, as well as an
1: endorsement on their transcript. Pretty impressive. It kind of reminds me of the DAPSTONE opportunity here in the district as well. Are those closely related then? They are very similar, and in
2: fact, um, there's an interesting statistic that 50% of our DAP students are also enrolled in NVAA. Our school, We offer the smarts and the arts.
0: And the arts are incredibly important to anyone's, uh, potentially anyone's journey of excellence. We were talking right before the podcast started recording that there's people in leadership at major companies, that arts were part of their education. Maybe speak a little bit to that. How important are arts in education?
2: Oh my gosh, how much time do you have? <laughs> artists, especially young artists, are creative. They learn language skills through being able to articulate what they're seeing and doing. All of our arts classes are community-focused. They help with social skills and expression, problem-solving, to say the least. Um, our students are collaborative, and there are plenty of opportunities for them to create community,
1: and create together. And you had mentioned to me earlier, kind of a little pre-discussion before the podcast, you're really proud of your teammates and over there at Shadow Mountain and just throughout all the schools in the NBA Mm -hmm. program. It sounds like a lot of you really have kind of bragging rights to your excellent art skills and abilities. Yes, I
2: have a very long list uh, going. Just last year, uh, my colleague and I, Joe Flowers, we both received Dance Educator of the Year and Thespian Teacher of the Year. Congratulations. Thank you.
0: Yeah, that, that kind of speaks to the quality of staff we have in here in PV Schools. A lot of award winners, but more importantly, a lot of passionate people here to help uh, guide students on that journey of excellence. If you would like to find out more information about NVAA and how PV Schools supports students backstage, on stage, and off the stage, visit pvschools.net. Uh, for anyone interested in NVAA, let's talk about that tour really quick again. If somebody's interested, they want to know more, what should they do?
2: They should visit the PV Schools website, search NVAA, and you'll see schedule a tour. Go ahead and click that button, and one of us will reach out to you.
0: Great. We'll also link to that uh, in the podcast notes below. Thank you so much, Leon, for stopping by the podcast and talking about NVAA.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Up next, Sarah, we have State of the District, where Dr. Bales is going to talk about his goals.
3: Hello, I'm Troy Bales, superintendent of Paradise Valley Schools. Thank you for joining me today. Today, I'd like to take the opportunity to highlight a few of the superintendent goals and objectives that are mutually developed between the superintendent and the governing board. Every year, the superintendent and board meet to discuss goals, and together, we set goals that help guide the district for the following year. And this year, there are four areas that we are focusing on, and of course, as superintendent, my goals lead others in developing their goals, as it should be, because we should all be in alignment. And our first goal is always about student achievement. Together, we want to work on improving student achievement. And this goal continues to support four initiatives, four district-wide initiatives that give us purpose, meaning, and help our students succeed. The first initiative is around a multi-tiered system of supports. This gives us the opportunity to develop high-quality Tier 1 instruction, making sure that nearly 80% or more of our kids are successful with that very first instructional experience, and then developing supports for those kids that may need enrichment, extension, and or additional support to get something they may not have gotten in the first instructional setting. The second initiative is around Positive Behavioral Support System, PBIS, and we just recently recognized 10 additional schools that have Been recognized statewide for their exemplar performance and implementation of PBIS frameworks. We want all our schools to have that kind of learning culture for all kids. The third initiative is around professional learning communities, and the fourth is around science, technology, engineering, the arts, and mathematics, or a STEAM initiative. We want all of our kids to have this kind of problem solving and project based learning experience. We have wonderful schools that have done great things. And developing STEAM initiatives at individual sites. But we want to identify PV schools as the premier educational provider in the North Valley, giving all of our kids that STEAM experience where they can create, solve, and develop some strategies when faced with challenges. And that's what we do in creating STEAM initiatives and learning activities. Along the lines of student achievement, we have some very specific measurable goals around early literacy, around um, mathematics. The second goal is around communication, improving that with our community and parents. And so uh, we rate very well in this area, as evidenced by our Parent Satisfaction Survey from the spring. But I think there's always an opportunity to continue to improve communication. The third goal is around improving our school facilities' efficiency. And we have developed a committee uh, that's looking at school closure boundary reviews. And uh, we will be presenting to the board in December some uh, considerations. There are no decisions that have been made. This is a very difficult topic, uh, one to have. People are emotionally tied to their schools, and uh, we understand that. We feel that pain when we talk about school closure and boundary reviews. Um, but we have an opportunity to, to take a look at that, to discuss it, and be fiscally responsible, at least in having those courageous conversations. More to come later. And the fourth goal is around uh, increasing our student enrollment. As a district, we've been challenged for more than 20 years with a steady decline in enrollment. And while there are lots of factors uh, that may have influenced those decisions over the last 20 years, uh, we are not the only educational provider. And so we're trying to do a little bit of... Uh, um, audit work to take a look at how are we investing our resources uh, to market, advertise in order to recruit and retain families to Paradise Valley Schools. Those are the goals. You can certainly find them in more detail on our PV Schools website. And uh, for that, I thank you for listening along in State of the District.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Bales. It's really important for us to really hear the goals that he has set for us, for the listener to know that we are making plans. And we- yeah,
0: and like he mentioned, those goals kind of lead into department goals and personal goals throughout the district to, to really keep the district moving. For more information about those governing board-approved goals. You can go to pvschools.net, click on our district, and it's in the uh, district leadership page. Up next, Sarah. You had the opportunity to stop out at Horizon High School. There's a there's a student there who's got some media attention recently for a really cool kind of honor.
1: So it's all in the interview, but let's put it this way: She's 16. She's a junior in high school, and she's a volleyball rock star. So PV beat on the street. We went to Horizon. Go ahead and take a listen to our interview with Terea Sigler. This is PV Beat on the street. This is Sarah Hackett. I'm here today with my team. And of course, we're out here at Horizon High School. And we're so excited about this next guest that we're going to interview. This is Terea Sigler. Hi, good morning, Terea.
4: Hi, good morning.
1: Now you go by T, is that correct? Can I call you T?
4: Yes, of course you can.
1: So um, T is a 16-year-old junior here, Horizon, and she is a stellar athlete, and we're here today to talk to her about a big win she just had. T, do you want to tell us, you just won gold, and I don't want to ruin the surprise. I want you to tell the audience, tell us about this amazing honor that you just received.
4: Yeah, so I was on the U19 national team, got to represent USA, and we were in OSIAC, Croatia, and we won the U nineteen World Championships, and so it was, it was fun. It was um, getting to travel and getting to play with these high level girls was just so fun, and it really is a new development for all of us. And so it was, it was really for once we were the underdogs coming in as only being sixteen um, in U nineteen. There was a lot of eighteen year olds, a lot of you know seventeen year olds, girls who were much older and more mature, and a lot of these teams have been training for about two years for World Championships, and we trained for about six days, so it was just. Us getting to go out there and play had nothing to lose and, you know, obviously won gold. So it turned out pretty well.
1: Tell us a little bit about kind of the overall stats of the game. I think you guys were behind at the start, but then you came forward and you completely dominated the court. Tell us about that.
4: Yeah, so we actually were 10 and 0 going to that um going to the championship and we did have to go five with a lot of teams. It wasn't like an easy 10 and 0 win. Um but we were down 0-2 against Turkey, a very very well-developed Turkey. They were older, faster, they were stronger. And so it was like first time that we ever had to like face a lot of adversity more than we more than usual and it was You know, it was just getting able to have some grit, have some heart. And being down, it was, in the moment, it was really terrifying. But now I wouldn't have wanted to win any other way. So it was just having to, you know, grow up a little bit and be like, okay, like, we're down 0-2. There's nothing we can do besides just play and have fun. And so we did, and obviously we won. So it was just, like, again, scary in the moment, but I wouldn't want the plot to be any other way. Um, It was just, it was unbelievable, and it was unforgettable.
1: Now, you also play volleyball here at Horizon, and so tell us a little bit about what you do here every day, uh, whether it's volleyball-related at school, but how does that help you outside um, when you're on this volleyball team and the U19 team?
4: Well, obviously, Horizon is a very sports, um, how do I say, a very uh, sports-surrounded school. Um, Obviously, we take our academics really seriously, but sports, our football team, our basketball team obviously volleyball, swim, dive, literally everything. Everyone's so supportive, and it's like traditions and cultures that we are known for. And Subtle Flex, we are the number one student section in the state. Um, We love supporting our Huskies, love supporting everything. And so what really helped me is that coming back, I was about – a week and a half late to the first day of school so having to catch up with my teachers having that late start of like not knowing who my classmates all are and it was just they've been so supportive miss Strophis, the all of the administration has been so nice and just so understanding and so I think it's really important for any international like student athlete just to have a firm foundation that I'm able to come to school and I have that I have that support and I have that, you know, I have those people that cheer me on always in my corner. So I obviously wouldn't be who I would without Horizon. And so I think, obviously, I hope everyone should come to Horizon. Tell us
1: about, what what advice would you give? There's other young female athletes out there who want to do something as big as this. What What is your typical training like? Obviously, you're not just going to a random volleyball practice here and there. You have to really train hard, be dedicated. You have to have grit, determination. What does training look like for you on an average week?
4: So during club season, we have practice three times a week. We're in the gym from about 5 to 9 30. It's about three and a half hour practice with an hour of training before, and then two and a half hours of just practice. And Honestly, my biggest advice is just have a dream um, and run with it. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. I was 12 years old walking into my first tryout for volleyball and being like, I have no idea what this sport's like. I just want to, you know, win some things, have fun. And obviously, I didn't know what the sport was going to bring, and I'm so thankful for everything that it has brought.
1: Thank you. Last thing is there anyone you want to give a shout-out to, a special thank you to who might be listening to the podcast
4: obviously my mom. uh, My mom's a single mom and so she's had to raise me pretty much by herself and to give me opportunities weren't always easy and so she's taught me to just do everything without complaining and just to go out and have fun, make the best of it. Obviously my teammates, high school and club, um, my high school teammates have been super fun. They're also my classmates so being able to bond with them on and off the court it's just so special. Everyone has been in my corner. Horizon High School obviously and Just everyone who's been so sweet and so kind and has pushed me to be the best.
1: If you want to learn more how to become a stellar athlete and join the Horizon Volleyball team, visit pbschools.net.
0: Wow, Sarah, that is, I mean, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, it's pretty impressive that she won gold. And she's so humble and just gives so much credit to her teammates, her coaches, her teachers, and just has nothing but great things to say about everyone else. And that's what I was most impressed by.
0: Yeah. So next, uh, last on the podcast, the last segment of the episode, uh, it is today, the day this episode comes out, uh, Read a Book Day.
1: Mm-hmm. We have a special guest, reader, and author. So one of our third graders from Desert Springs Preparatory, um, is her name is Maggie. She wrote an incredible story. It's kind of scary, though, but I like
5: it. She's wrote the story, and she's going to read it for us. Today, I am reading Hilton of Haunted Hills prologue once upon a time there was a ghost house and do you know who lived in it the ghost of haunted hills do you know what he did he stole children's toys his name was hilton chapter one the gulner family one day in orange wisconsin the gulner family was out in their front yard they were having a great time There was no house across from them, and no one else in the neighborhood was outside of their house. It was a peaceful day. Their parents were named Jamie and Fred, and their children were Max and Olivia. That night, when the children went to bed, something looked strange. There was a glowing light coming from their window that made them fall asleep. The next day, they figured out what the glowing light was. When they went outside to their front yard like they usually do. There was a ghost house. It had fire in its windows and it had five doors on the front of the house. That must be why we live in a neighborhood called Haunted Hills, said Max. Because there is a ghost house here and that is the second house we've seen. Just then, a ghost came out of the third door. He said, I am Hilton, the ghost of Haunted Hills, and I will scare you all. Ah! Screamed Max and Olivia. Chapter 2. Attack of the Ghost. The ghost came out farther. Then he ran across the street. Just then the car drove right through him, and he was still alive. Just then he took Max and Olivia's bicycles. They were so frightened. Their parents were screaming their heads off. But they weren't actually screaming their heads off. Then they ran inside and hid under the covers on their parents' bed. The ghost came into the house with a huge bag and started taking Olivia and Max's toys that had been lying around the house. He grabbed the stuffed animals. He grabbed the tablets. He grabbed the toys. He grabbed the blankets. He grabbed the pillows. He grabbed the children's books. He grabbed everything he could find. He even grabbed the curtains and the lamp. Chapter 3, From Evil to Nice. Right after Hilton grabbed the food, he noticed that the family was coming down the stairs. He started to wonder, being evil isn't that fun, and that, seems, and that family seems really sad and scared and must really want their stuff back. So this is what Hilton decided. He's not going to be mean and evil anymore. He gave back all the stuff that he had took. He said hi to the family, and they said hi back. The kids thought he was trying to be nice, so they said, "'Do you want to be friends?' And Hilton said, "'Yes!' When they hugged, the children went right through him. But they all just laughed. Since they were friends, Hilton promised to turn off the glowing light at night. Max and Olivia were so excited to have a ghost as a friend that they brought him to school. When other children saw him, they were screaming. Max and Olivia said, "'No, no, he's nice.' All the kids turned around and said, he's nice, but he's a ghost. Well, he is a nice ghost, said Olivia. I will tell you why we are friends with him. Friends, said the girl. We will tell you now. To be continued.
1: Okay, that was pretty impressive. Uh, Thank you, Maggie. I love that we have young authors in our district, and she did a great job narrating it. And I can't wait to hear the rest of the story. It was definitely a to be continued.
0: If you are a listener of the podcast, and you've got students in PV schools who have written a really cool story, and you want to hear that story on the podcast, reach out to communications at pvschools.net with the story uh, that you like to hear on
1: the podcast.
0: I'm excited to hear all the creativity throughout the district.
1: All right. I think it's really good to encourage these young students from a young age and keep them motivated.
0: For this episode, Sarah, that's that's been the podcast, though.
1: And, you know, for all things podcast, you can um, hear about the many journeys of excellence by visiting pvschools.net. And you can also find PV Schools on social media. By searching at PV schools and make sure you support student success by liking, commenting, and sharing.
0: And as always, support the pod by rating us on Apple and Spotify. Five star reviews are appreciated. Sharing new episodes on social media also helps us out a ton. It also helps families in the district learn about the podcast so more people can get great information
1: about PV schools. Thanks. Till next time. Bye.